Welcome back to Cold Beer Hot Tapes, episode 15. I'm Tim. I'm Kieran. This week we're talking about Schlagenheim. Or Schlagenheim? Schlagenheim, yeah. Schlagenheim, the debut album from experimental rock band Black Mini. Uh, they're, a, they're a group of four dour-looking British kids <laughs> who started playing together at the publicly funded Brit School. Um for for context, uh, I'm pretty sure Adele, King Cruel, Kate Nash, Imogene Heap, and uh, Amy Winehouse are all alum, alums. And that's that's a very abridged list. There's plenty more. Yeah, so they're 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 uh, alumni of like this British high school that is um uh like known for it's like a publicly funded high school, and they get a lot of like the top British music talent in the. In the country, it's like a high school. They just facilitate like performing arts, and um, it happens to like basically just be a actor and musician factory um, for some of the best known British musicians of the past 20, 20 years, probably twenty thirty years. I feel like yeah, let's like uh, Marsha Ambrosius is on here, Katie B, Tom Holland, man, Spider Man went to Brit school. Wow. They they might even been his classmate depending on his age. I'm honestly not he's, sure. Yeah, he's only like 21, and they're like 18, 19. No, they're 20. They're 20 oh, actually. Wow. So hey, you know what? Spider Man's classmates. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, that was a that was a detour. Anyway, so uh, yeah, um, this is their debut album. It's called Schlagenheim. Uh, and before you go and look it up, uh, Schlagenheim means absolutely nothing. I did some research on what that could possibly mean in what I assumed was like probably German or something. Um, I figured it had to have been, but uh, I looked it up in some interviews. They were like, yeah, it means nothing. Um, Most of the album means nothing. According to them, a lot of it's just a vessel for, uh, you know, musical ideas. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting debut project. Uh, It seems like they kind of shot their way out of the underground. Um, in the UK in the past like year or two off the strength of just a couple a couple loose singles yeah yeah more or less um and this is their their debut project um so what do you think it's about uh, i'd say about 9 songs actually 9 songs exactly um project itself is probably just 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 under 45 minutes um so yeah what what were your thoughts i i enjoyed this a lot um, just knowing myself though, the kind of things that, that like draw me in to a band, even after all these years, is still largely the same. And I got a lot of shades of like early fall of the fall of Troy from a lot of the just like guitar choices and loops and just like intensity and almost mathiness of a lot of it mm-hmm. and you know that take that takes me back to, to my ute and I, I loved that shit a lot when i was growing up so like i was like oh wow this is still happening literally across the u.s and then across the pond because fall Troy is from like washington and i i'm always happy to see like uh London keeps producing just a bunch of like cool bands, even in spite of not always paying attention to them. Yeah, and I can't really think of a group I've seen that's come out as like fleshed out 
out the gate like this since like the third British invasion from when we were like teens and like the late aughts. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like we've talked about a few artists here this year that are like on the younger side. Uh, Coffee comes to mind. Coffee and Meliello, and I guess Black Mini kind of falls in the same vein of like, hey, they're only like twenty, but their music is extremely robust. Given that, like, it seems really developed and unique and has its own identity. Um, I noticed like reading about them a lot they got lopped in as experimental rock often i don't necessarily feel like that that's really the best definition for them though i would totally agree because i don't know like people i feel like experimental is just the little layman's way of, of someone who's not as familiar with just like not you know like africa indie and and i say that because um in the years of the cure i've known each other we always joke that that uh, alternative music is Africa, and that it is so many different subgenres and things that are unfairly lumped together, as often Africa is, despite there being almost nothing in common between them. And I think this is a case of if if I was going to throw them into a category just like lazily, I would say math rock more than experimental or anything, because I mean the song structures aren't like sewn together and super out of left field. I mean, yeah, there's some weird time signatures, but like it's not that out of left field. Yeah, no, it it still feels like you're getting a lot of just like math rock and post punk sort of uh you know, I'd say I mean it's experimental in the sense that like they do play around a lot around a lot of times time signatures, but almost like it kind of feels proggy at moments. Like, I don't know. It just feels less distinctly experimental more that they're just playing around with a lot of like existing ideas across rock music from like distinctly punk structures to proggier borderline jazzy kind of sometimes math rocky sort of shit and it it goes it goes all over the place um i i I had i had a hard time i liked this project but i did have a hard time latching onto it kind of I I I would, for, I would agree with that, yeah. For for that reason, almost because there is a lot of in, individual ideas here, but like this is anything but cohesive, other than the instrumentation. Like the way it's used, kind of all over the place. Sometimes the ideas feel a little too stretched out, and I could say that on the the first song, nine five three. Um, it feels a little repetitive at times, and sometimes it does lose its luster in terms of the idea they're kind of playing with. Uh, maybe they just like stay in the same time signature and you know kind of wear it out a little too much and overstay the welcome. Um, but this album's also like impeccably produced and mastered, so it sounds really visceral and loud throughout. Like oh, yeah. it sounds really good in headphones, and it, it shout out Dan Dan Carney. Uh, yeah, Dan Carey. Carey. Uh, he did Franz Ferdinand. He did a couple of uh, block party joints. So he's he's an accomplished British producer. Yeah, and he does a great job with this one. Um, and there are moments where I feel like it gets a little too... Up its own ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it feels a little... I don't know. I, I don't want to say, like, they're kind of just... It's a little, little navel-gazy in terms of, like... 
the idea set and some of it can be a little boring but more often than not it's like pretty interesting and a lot of the turns they take on some of their songs are pretty cool like um when they decide to take them because sometimes they go for a more straightforward approach like uh near detroit michigan like that is basically has the structure of a hardcore punk song um and it's really good for that and i really like it um but then you go to the, the next song after a western starts off with like this very soft guitar melody that instantly bursts into this like extremely frantic riff that kind of has like this proggy borderline like you know Kim Crimson-y talking heads sort of like franticness to it but yeah. there's also a lot happening in terms of the riffing and uh um improv and like the riffing within that um you know song structure but it's still like it's burst of energy and like you know Th- those kind of moments I-, I find like they do play with like more distinct structures other times they kind of just like come out of left field with something and for better or worse I think it mo- succeeds more often than not um, in terms of in terms of their ideas but there are moments where it's like a little little gratuitous or like all right come on move on it's good like it's drawn like that's, <laughs> that's how I feel like I- if you ever watch a comedy bit and it's like all right, like wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. Like you, you get the joke. Um, have that sort of same feeling sometimes. Like you know, give them the the comically large cane. Yeah. To pull them off stage, or flash the light or something. You know. Because yeah, like I uh, you mentioned nine songs, forty three minutes. Only two of the songs here are under five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on some it works. Like I personally, I like uh, nine five three a lot. But also because that one like really reminded me of a of a fall of the Troy song, um, the Hollywood tapes, where because you know it's like that kind of dueling guitar riff it has going through almost the entire song. Yeah, is like classic fall of Troy. And it is and it is cool and I do like it more up most time. But there's like that one point towards the end of the song where it has like the and it just like goes on like a couple measures too long for me and at one point i'm like this lost its like impact after like the first time i listened the first time i listened i was like oh cool and the second or third time i was like not so much but um there's other songs like uh, western comes to mind where the guitar if there's really fucking weird and it plays around enough around like the same core central idea of like what the riff is but it still has enough like twists and turns that and, and little improvisations that like make it sound fresh and also I think it's like a little bit tighter of a riff personally but uh, you know what I mean like yeah. they, they have some they, they kind of approach the same idea in certain like certain songs and it works better in others yeah. but um, yeah I did like those moments though of just like this sounds like they were raised on listening to a lot of loud rock music, probably, you know, Fall of Troy-esque and other things like that, but have, like, a much jazzier experimental eye for that sort of shit. Like, even 953 almost kind of reminds me of Dillinger Escape Plan, in a way, and there's very, like, zigzaggy, repetitive guitar riffs that just sound like intensely over the top and and a little little jarring at times oh yeah and i mean and then going into that i think a big part of that is also that uh jordy the mate the primary vocalist on a lot of this he ha- has a kind of like 50s-esque 
newscaster voice. Like he, you feel like he's narrating War of the Worlds on top of some of these super frantic guitar riffs. And if you're not in the mood for it or expecting it, it can get very grating very quickly. But also, it's hilarious when you see them performing, and you know this guess gangly British kid has a voice like that coming out of him. But hey, he, he sounds like at times when he was singing, he sounds like the singer from the OCs, which I don't know if you ever spent any time with the, the OCs, but kind of has like a raspy voice that devolves into a squawk every now and again. I would call it the squawk, yeah. Yeah, and in, in a good way. Like, I remember I saw the OCs live a few years ago, and they had this one album called Orc, and the singer's, that, that guy, the, the frontman of the OCs' voice and how he sings on a lot of that album really, really reminds me of... of this guy singing on most of this project. I guess I could see it. I mean, that being said, though, I think the only other song I think I can easily discern it's somebody else singing is is Detroit, Michigan, um, where I I'd say in terms of like the maybe because it isn't him doing the vocals on it. I think it's the least lyrically obtuse song on here. Oh yeah, I would I would agree. Most of the lyrics on this album don't really seem to have any meaning. I could poll or am that interested in yeah but uh near detroit michigan um not exactly my favorite song on the album i think the one after it western is but man that's like a very 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 good protest song like or in a protest song in the sense that like they picked a very clear issue talk about the, the water in flint michigan hence the name near detroit michigan flint is near detroit um but uh it's a hard it's a hardcore punk song and the song itself feels like a very like visceral angry reaction to the flint michigan water crisis the 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 singer who i guess is not the the main singer for most of this project um his vocals just kind of devolve into repeated repeated distress screams of there's lead in the water and it's jarring. Um, kind of has this, the song has this hardcore instrumental structure, like a hardcore punk style instrumental structure. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think it probably has like the most straightforward and compelling vocals on the album. Oh yeah, Just, I, I called it. I swear he sounds exactly like Bonnie Tyler and like <laughs> the second bridge in Total Eclipse of the Heart. And I mean, I guess you have to listen to it to believe me because that's kind of like a, a ridiculous statement, but I don't think it's too far off base. It's not a bad compa- like a, a bad person to be compared to. Oh, yeah, to, no, though. for sure. Like a lot of the other, uh, you know, singing on this album just feels very like saying some shit off the cuff. You know, like I don't, it doesn't really have any. It, some of it has some structure on later songs, but a lot of times doesn't really feel like it has much rhyme or reason. Um, but this song kind of just feels like it follows like a "I'm gonna scream at you" punk sh- song structure, and to like really good effect though. I, I think the the very like distress screams and the subject matter of the lyrics, like it's it's, it's pretty harrowing. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I think it's a, also just a good gut punch that it's. It, lands right about the middle of the album and it's one of the two shortest songs on here so yeah so it just kind of comes in you know kicks shit down and, and then walks out <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> it, it breaks up the pacing and then immediately goes back to the next song western which is like six minutes of <laughs> a lot of building guitar riffs yes. and bursts of synths and shit like that so it's uh it's it's pretty good um 
I some some one of the things I really enjoyed about this project was some of the grooves they found on here, um, especially by way of the bass playing, um, particularly with like of Schlagenheim um, in the latter half of the album. Some of the synth sequencing or the drum sequencing they have in that song is pretty cool, and they use some synths for like kind of ambient purposes to you know feels like it's building some tension, but the the bass like it has like a borderline funky groove to it. It never feels like it fully commits to it. Oh yeah, it has that almost like slapped kind of like boom ba-doom. Yeah. Which is very jarring from the rest of the kind of like they definitely played this bass with a pick for most of the rest of the album. Yeah, and it does have, and, and that song of Schlagheim is like very much it feels like it's anchored by like a pretty like heavy, plucky, funky bass line, but it feels like more like just like a good groove than a rock song that's like almost funky. It's almost kind of funky, but it's yeah. not. Um, and then on the next song after that, um, uh, BM, 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 which I think is supposed to mean boom, boom, boom. The or, bass, black, or Black Mitty, Black Mitty, Black Mitty. It could be either any of those. Um, we don't know, but the song's called BM, BM, BM. Uh, the bass line off that one is like thick and very like plotting. Um, it almost sounds like a bass line off of like one of the Daft Punk's robot, like 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 Daft Punk's Robot Rock or any of those songs off of uh, their album Human After All. Like it just sounds like not even over processed or anything like that. It just clears. It's clearly like distorted enough where it's got like a thick punch to it, and it feels like very heavy and it has like a, it has a real weight to it. But they just kind of pluck along, and it has like this very plotting you know funk beat to it that is uh it's probably one of the you know one of the times this album i was like oh shit what is what is what's going on here in the same way like near detroit michigan was where i was like oh shit we just have a punk song this one i don't even know how to describe it fully but it's like oh we have this very weird you know trudging funk song that and i think yeah this is their first single like they put out i believe so So, yeah i can see why they they were so like touted at first because you know there i can't say that there has not been a tendency for you know like the blogosphere to latch on to what seems like the fresh young british band because of all of that time in the, yeah, the beatles the beatles just ruined it for him They're, every time someone comes up are these the next beatles but i think they delivered on this are these and, the rolling stones <laughs> and, and that um like yeah, you know, when i was trying to describe it i'm like wait a minute am i describing this band or block party it was like highly touted British band gets a lot of acclaim in the U.S. while also being very critical of things that are going on in the U.S. I'm like, did I scrap Block Party or Black Midi? Who knows? Um, I don't think there's a lot of comparisons to any. I think it stops there. Oh yeah, uh, in yeah. terms of sonically, oh yeah, those Son- bands are I like- mean sonically that you know the drummer is almost as robotic as the drummer in Block Party. Oh, for sure. And that being said, there's also a lot of like of those robotic rhythms on here that are like kind of that kraut rock. Um, what's that band? The electronic band, Kraftwerk. That, Kraftwerk kind of esque moments of uh, very rigid uh, machine like riffs. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is a. I think this is the first time we've really broached talking about experimental rock on this podcast um not something i feel like we've done 
before, right? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> is it something that you and like not saying this falls like neatly under the experimental rock label, but structurally it is kind of experimental. Um Yeah, I, I'd say it's I'd say it's experimental if for nothing else I can tell whatever they tossed in the stew to get to this point was definitely at least partially experimentally influenced. Oh, for sure. But like, what's what's it like for you listening to something like this? Considering we don't often touch upon this kind of music, um, and you know, I, I knowing you, I know this is not your usual uh, first uh, first stop or you know first thing you're going to on your playlist. Yeah, I mean, again, because like a lot, a lot of it feels familiar to me in terms of just you know the chord progressions, the like. Even the choice of like guitar tones and like the like we ha- we have them on the screen here and like everyone has a pedal of, of various effects and loopers and everything. So oh, yeah, I, I I like that kind of live show where it's it's kind of super virtuous virtuosoistic, but like not obnoxiously. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would and, agree. It and, doesn't, and that's what I usually find off putting about like a lot of Prague. I have like more experimental stuff, yeah. but I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of feel like I feel like I've gotten way back, way more into rock again lately, more so than I have been in the past couple of years. And I don't know if it's just because we've hit that kind of cyclical cyclical point where people's influences are not being as worn on their sleeves as heavily as they were for a lot of the time when rock was kind of mediocre. And I guess it doesn't hurt that these bands that we've talked about that have been very interesting are all a lot younger. Yeah, and they seem a lot more open to, like, I think there was reference at one point. These guys are listening to, like, Danny Brown and shit, you know? Yeah. Not so much, uh, just like, oh, I listen to a bunch of rock music, now I'm playing a bunch of rock music, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um... Uh, but I, I found it interesting. Like, I never really dive too much in the experimental rock world personally. I find it, like, usually kind of obtuse. Um, I saw Godspeed You, Black Emperor, once live. How is that? Eh, you know, I'm not a fan. Uh, <laughs> but I, that's why I was kind of, like, a little nervous. Like, uh, am I going to be able... Am I going to listen to this, like, very dense experimental rock music and then afterwards feel kind of stupid that I didn't like it? And then, but luckily, no. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going to have to explain why I didn't like it, and I have really no reasons why. Other, I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of was, you know, all over the place. Who knows? Uh, I'm a normie. No, yeah. No, but <laughs> yeah, this isn't Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I see what you mean. And that, like, I... I can say I was not always in the mood to listen to this while uh, like prepping everything. But, I would agree, but as a whole, I still I still like it a lot. I uh, yeah, I, I do too. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Unpack here. There's this is a band that I, I look forward to seeing more of. Um, highly re- highly recommend not listening to this while you're at work because I listened to this at work today while I was trying to like do some stuff before like going home at like six thirty. And I just got real anxious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I definitely see that being the case here. Cause. I just got, I got like real legitimate. Like I had to like unplug my headphones. And I'm like, yes, yeah, it's too much. This is a, uh, this is this is a lot to unpack in this moment. Take a deep breath, spin a Tori Moi song, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I listened to like 
uh, like uh, years ago and Doctor. And uh, Doctor is at the end of the album. And it's like one of those six minute ones that's just uh, a lot to unpack. You know, yeah. it, it, it goes on and takes a lot of turns. Um, overall, what were your. Uh, what were your favorite songs off this one? Okay, I I had nine five three, reggae and bm bm bm. I'm a I'm a big fan of bm 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 as well. I really liked Western and uh, near Detroit, Michigan. Uh, honorable mention to to reggae as well. I found that I found that one pretty good. Um, some of the back so the, after bm 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 at the end, I'm not as interested in years ago and Doctor. I'll be honest, those ones are kind of like. Uh, basically skips for me but up until that on the album it's a pretty uh not, i wouldn't say cohesive but interesting listen yeah no for sure I, I i definitely think it is one of the more interesting things we talked about and i i would still say at this point um spelling's Maisie fly is still like one of my top three albums of the year and I, I guess it skews more in terms of that, but maybe with less... No, that one's definitely more approachable. And I feel like I'd call that experimental way more so than I'd call this experimental. Yeah, I would agree that's a little more sonically experimental. This one, as much as I like like the band, like they're, they're not going like too far in terms of like how this is presented sonically in terms of like the distortion they're using like it's not that weird it's pretty weird but it, like all in all it's not like super intense or you, there's never a moment where you're like there's no way that could be a guitar sound you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yes yeah. yeah but given that you know they're all 20 and this is their first album i really think they only have up to go from here I would agree. the The kids are better than us. Yes, yes, they are. All right. I hope they have an Earth to inherit. <sighs> okay. <All right. laughs> I don't. I don't disagree with that. But yeah, I, I hope the same thing because then they could keep listening to ex experimental rock music. Yeah. <laughs> for generations. Um, that's what we want for our grandchildren to listen to. They They need to know what like weird time signatures. End up two's rock music is. Oh yeah, I can't wait to uh, you should know about this young blood to nine five three at a at a cookout in thirty years. <laughs> My grandkids are just going to be petulant rock fans who only listen to like this and you know. Oh, oh if I'm disowning them, they're into the Smiths. But anyway, yeah. uh, I would call this a hot take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, this is. This is probably one of the few rock albums in the past year that I would say it's it's worth your time. Um, it's it's really cool, and if you enjoy hard rock, I I have I see no reason to uh, to steer away from this one. Yes. Um, any any other thoughts? Any other last? Nah, last that's it. Um, this has been episode fourteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh my god, I'm I'm not I'm not keeping track. Yes. Um, <laughs> none of us are. We we look at the. The podcast app before we do this, yeah, <laughs> just, to make, just to make sure the numbers are right. <laughs> just to make sure the numbers are right, gonna do that in a second. Anyway, I'm Kieran. I'm Tim. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Later.